This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And welcome to Why'd You Push That Button? This is our holiday spectacular. Oh my god, it's so spectacular. Um, this holiday party consists of a cup of chai tea and a Nalgene bottle. <laughs> I could put the fireplace on Netflix if that makes us feel more in the spirit. That would make me feel more in the spirit. I wish there was a fireplace in here. And We're gonna try to be festive. <laughs> We're gonna maybe have some music in here to get you in the holiday spirit. This episode's coming out the day after Christmas, actually. So, <laughs> would you know? Because that's what it, day it is currently while you're listening. Yeah. To it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I hope you had a good holiday. A good holiday. All right. As we've been saying for the past couple months now, we've told you about this holiday spectacular. We've asked you to send in your audio clips, email us, DM us, yada, yada, yada. And you did. You came through and gave Caitlin and I the best gift of all, which is content feedback and we love feedback so today we are going to have a couple special guests who are going to tell us their stories and explain things to us but then we're also going to be listening to your audio clips and reading your emails out loud and talking about the buttons you've pushed that went horribly wrong maybe we'll have a nice story in there too but most of them where they went horribly wrong and how you feel. Yeah, this is a Christmas present to us because we've been telling our embarrassing stories for months and now somebody else is gonna be embarrassed. Yeah, it's all together as a group. Yeah, we're not laughing at you. We're laughing with you and at you from afar. Okay, so a lot of the emails we've gotten have been about someone accidentally liking a person's Instagram who they definitely don't want to like their Instagram publicly. Or just like a really, really old photo that indicates that you've been scrolling back for a long time, or you accidentally like the photo in the middle of the night, which indicates that you're being weird, <laughs> whatever. The accidental weird. like. Everyone's familiar with this. It's like a classic accident. I remember I liked a media person's Instagram who definitely doesn't know I exist. And it was deeply awkward. I didn't know what to do because I, it was too late because you know Instagram's push notifications are on top of it. You know once that double tap goes through, there's basically no reversing it like it's through, it's in the system, you're going to come up. So I just had to leave it. I think it's weirder if you unlike. Yeah. Um, I've never experienced this, actually. This is the one situation in which I'm very careful. And if I'm, like, showing, if somebody, if I'm, like, talking to a friend, like, talking about, like, a, like somebody, and I'm, like, look, show them my, their Instagram, I'm, like, hyper vigilant. Like, be very careful while you're handling my phone. It's if scary. you like something by accident, our friendship is over. And things happen. I don't know. Phones twitch out. Your finger spasms. It just happens. And and you might even have a reflex where maybe just instinctually you're like, must double tap. 
Yeah. But we got an email from like a very, a very generous citizen named. I am going to choose to remain nameless. Who taught us a way to get around the accidental like. I was scrolling through like an old friend and I was really, really deep into their Instagram because I wanted to see a picture of the two of us from vacation and screenshot it to send it to my friend. While I was like scrolling, I accidentally liked a super, super old photo and you know I kind of had like a little bit of a breakdown because I wasn't sure exactly what to do in this situation you know do you unlike it and then scroll back to the top and I was like googling things on like how to prevent somebody from seeing your Instagram like and I found that if you unlike the photo and then like their most recent photo that like they'll think that it was like a cute thing I mean obviously in my case it probably looked creepy but I could see it working in other situations. Caitlin loves a good hack. I love a hack. That's my favorite thing that we've learned throughout the season of Why'd You Push the Button is that people come up with very clever ways to get around the design of the technology that they're using. We tested in the office and it works. I wouldn't say you should go around liking random people's Insta profiles and then pulling this trick because I don't know if there's guarantees. I would say you should do that. Caitlin wants you to live on the edge. I say play it safe. Who are you going to listen to, the angel or the devil here? I'm the angel, if you can tell. That was a lot. That was maybe the first time someone's actively been like, you're Satan in my face. (laughs) All in the name of the Christmas spirit. (laughs) Hi, ladies at The Verge. I have a button story for you. My boyfriend and I, we work at the same company. And for a smaller startup, there's like about 15 or so people there. And what happened to me was that he asked me how my night was previously and then about 10 minutes later I responded and I said it was really great I smoked a whole joint to myself and I watched BuzzFeed videos and played with the cats and he responded with sorry in a meeting which I was really confused (laughs) and he later clarified that he was projecting his screen to the rest of the company And I had told everybody that I smoked a joint and watched BuzzFeed videos the previous night. (laughs) Anyways, thank you. I love the podcast. All right. So our next podcast guest, we're actually going to bring someone in from the Verge staff here. Chaim Gartenberg is going to enlighten us on this email we received. A person named Jonathan Irving sent in an email saying that a couple years back, Reddit decided to launch a social experiment on April Fool's. Some of you might remember this. Everyone who had a Reddit account at the time could participate. They had a simple button on the screen and it had a counter which counted down to 60 seconds. Once anyone on the internet pushed the button, it reset back to 60 seconds. When you clicked the button, you got a Reddit badge of a certain color. As people waited longer and longer down into the 60 second countdown, they got different colors next to their name. Each band of 10 seconds got a different color. Once they pushed the button, they couldn't push it again and they were stuck with their color and the amount of time they waited to touch the button forever. More than a million people pressed this button, and during this time, an internet religion was born. That is literally what this email says. So I emailed him back, and I said, Jonathan, what the heck are you talking about? An internet religion? That sounds insane. I'm in the market for a new religion. (laughs) An internet religion? Why not? So I spend all my time anyway. (laughs) Barely interrupt my daily routine to join this religious cult. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, Haim Gartenberg is here. Hi. Hi, Haim. Uh, who is Haim? <laughs> Haim is a tech reporter at The Verge. We work together on Circuit Breaker, the gadget blog. Okay, well, he also writes for the entertainment section of The Verge. Haim so is literally everywhere on the website. If you read The Verge, you're reading Haim. Okay, Haim. Are you familiar with this Reddit button? I, I am familiar with the button. Okay, uh, what, do you, what do you know about this button? So every year on April Fool's, instead of doing an April Fool's joke, Reddit does a weird social experiment using its users. Um, Sounds par for the course. Mm-hmm. For, yeah. Yep. For so like Reddit. last year's was they made a place called Space, and it was this giant pixel grid, and every minute you could place a different colored pixel, and it quickly devolved. You had people making like art and whatever. But the button possibly might be the most famous of it. It was in 2015, and it was a subreddit, and there was a button. And you could click the button exactly once, like you said, and it would assign you a color. And the internet being what it is, it quickly devolved into this you know, weird cult-like thing where the color that you clicked corresponded to your status in the subreddit. So like, if you clicked it very early when it was like 59 seconds, you'd be assigned purple. And if you clicked it when there were 10 seconds left, you'd be assigned reds. So you had this weird like stratified culture system where like reds were these either very impulsive people who who didn't leave, you know, who, who were bad at making decisions and couldn't decide or were like defending the button. You had grays who were people who hadn't clicked it yet who were like conscientious objectors from the whole thing. Hmm. Oh, my God. There's, Wait, did you partake, did you say? I, I did click the button. What was your color? Yeah. I think I was purple. I think I just like – Saw that it existed, I clicked it, and then moved on. <laughs> no impulse control. You saw a button no impu- that needed yep. to be pushed, and, and you were like, I'm pushing it. And that's and that's purples. And that was like a whole thing. And it quickly, like, there's a wiki that lists, like, the different cults. There's, like, the Red Guard and the Knights of Grey. And people set up, like, automated accounts to make sure that the button would continue to be pressed. Uh, if it ever went 60 seconds without someone pressing it, it was just over. If the timer ran out, every time you click the button, it reset the timer. So you'd like people who are like refusing to click it. Only accounts made before April Fools were eligible. So there was like, there was always a finite amount of time that it could run for. But you had like people, like in theory, if you had one person yeah. dedicated to press it, it should last for for as for many times as many times as users. yeah. So you had people like organizing shifts and like you use your click then. Every minute for, for oh, like a month. So if no one clicked it in the minute, it was going to disappear It was going to disappear. Okay, 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 okay. So if you clicked it with like one second left, you were, you were a person, you were, you were a red who was, who was really willing to, to risk things for, for cool status. Oh, my God. This is an amazing idea. And whoever came up with it should be in prison. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to make some assumptions. Mm-hmm. Um. Wow, that's so cool. How long did you participate in like, I mean, I assume that these identities lasted for a little while after the so, experiment. So the subreddit shut down. Uh, they blocked any new posts from going when the when the button ran out. But for the entire month it was there, it was like one of Reddit's most active subreddits. Like there was a lot of people just engaging in actual like mock holy wars over whether or not you would push the button or when you push the button or what pushing the button said about you did it make you question who you are did you like think a lot about what what being a purple meant i did not recognize what it meant when i became a purple i was i was indoctrinated into into the cult of purple at a very early age apparently oh my god did you like your fellow purples was it like a community you could vibe with they were all right 
I wow. mean, there were there were no Wait, blues. Wait, is this still but... on your Reddit account, the purple? So I think if you go to the subreddit, it might still be there. Okay, well, I do want to give a final shout out to Jonathan because Jonathan realized that he didn't answer the ultimate question of why did he push this button. So he wanted us to know that in the moment, he felt like he really was being part of something weird and unique. And then like he like Hayam said, he says, there's tons of discussion about if you push it, you are a follower or a conformist. Mm. Uh, and then he says that his wife is not a Redditor, but she let him log onto her account to get their anniversary time, the 23rd, or in this case, 23 seconds. That is, I love you, Jonathan. The stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> he had to press the button again. It felt there, too good once. There was there was a whole <laughs> thing of of getting specific times. There was like an inordinate amount of people who clicked it at 42 because it's like a popular thing with the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so getting like specific numbers was also part of this. Like a lucky numbers thing? Yeah. Look, Caitlin, do you have a lucky number? Uh, my soccer number was 18 in high school. So yes. what color would I have been if I had hit uh, it 18 seconds? 18, I think, is orange. Oh, hell yeah. That was a good you like color. orange? The yeah. Orange, which would have made you a member of the Orange Revolution, according to the very detailed faction wiki. What's, <laughs> what's the Orange Revolution? I was never an orange, so I, I can't give you that much insight in, into their culture. Well, but. I've just decided I am an orange, and I'm going to learn everything <laughs> I need to know about my, my, my new culture. After my lucky number taping. is six. What would I have been? So you're the red. That's that's uh, the red dope. guard who are dope. either <laughs> you're either a defender of the button or someone who's bad at making decisions. Both sound. I think Ash is more like an agent of chaos. She'd be like the last person who hadn't clicked it and be like, "Am I gonna click it? Am I gonna keep it alive?" You guys. It's funny. I like to troll people, so it's it's true. Someone's gonna dig this up in like a hundred years and write like a very interesting essay on it of of incentivizing people or getting them to do stuff or how people conform to stuff. Put Mm. it on the site. (laughs) There you go. You can be our sociologist. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Hayam. Thank you <laughs> so much. Fantastic. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Hi, my name is Lauren, and I live in New York City. Um, I'm a social media director, and a few years ago, I was working for a major nationwide bookstore brand. Anyway, it took a little vacay to go on my bachelorette trip. I had my personal Instagram account and my work Instagram account on my phone. But the last morning of the cruise, I woke up to check the company account and I, to see that I had posted a bunch of photos of my friends drinking beers on thrones and one of my friends balancing a beer on her bikini stomach and me holding up like a lot of pairs of underwear, etc. And like, and like, I'm not sure if you've ever been on a cruise ship, but like the Wi-Fi is terrible. So I'm I'm surprised these photos even uploaded at all, but of course they did. And of course I could not get them to come down. And I'm like racing around the ship, screaming at everyone, kicking children out of my way, trying to find a place with internet service so that I can delete these posts. But finally I get the posts deleted from the Instagram account. But at this time, the company website, which sees millions of views a day, had a feed of the most recent Instagram posts. And I could not, for the life of me, get the pics to go away there. So I was like frantically calling IT and emailing everyone and they helped me through the problem. So why did I press that button? I was drinking, having a blast with my friends. I thought I was on my personal Instagram account. I'm sure this has happened to others, no? This is a good note to end on, I think, maybe, because it's 
very sweet story. It involves chocolate. It involves the holidays, specifically an, another Christian holiday that has to do with Jesus. <laughs> Who just is a person that existed. He's the original pop culture icon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, a young gentleman named Christopher Jennings sent us this email with an embedded Instagram photo, which I looked at, and I'm going to actually like right now. going to give him a double tap, see if it alarms him. Did you actually do it? It only had six likes. Did you actually do it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, he sent us this this post, and the caption of the Instagram says, well, let me just, I'll just read his entire story. Okay. Christopher sent us this beautiful story. It's also a little bit, it's sweet, and it's also a little bit disgusting, like your ninth piece of fudge. So it's appropriate. Uh, I think, for this day after Christmas. Uh, He wrote, My boyfriend Ryan and I had been dating for a few months at this point. It was approaching Easter, and he bought me a giant chocolate bunny, which I shared on Instagram. I wrote, quote, Ridiculously massive chocolate bunny Ryan got me, end quote. For some reason, Google keyboard autocorrected lowercase bunny to uppercase bunny, as if his full name was first name bunny, last name Ryan. I joked with him at the time, how sickening would it be if I called you Bunny Ryan? Turns out it was incredibly sickening, but it stuck. Now we just use Bunny for short. All thanks to autocorrect. It's so sickly that we're ashamed to admit it, admit it to anyone, so please don't tell my friends or family. I pushed the button and it changed my relationship forever. That is so dang nice. It's really embarrassing and I love it. Embarrassing in a good way. Embarrassing yeah, in a way I, where it's like... Love is embarrassing. Of course. You do stupid things when you're in love. Like, call your boyfriend Bunny. Um, It's a good thing that I'm in, like, a holiday spirit. Because if not, I probably would have been, like, I'm going to look I'm gonna look at everyone who liked this photo. Um, and then go DM them and tell them this story. My God, Caitlin. In Express. I called you the devil earlier, <laughs> and I'm sticking by it. I just think it'd be funny. I don't know. We're all we're all stuck in this weird experiment together. Nobody knows how to live with smartphones. It's true. But Christopher, thank you for sharing the story because it's so sweet. And I'm very happy for Bunny Ryan. Yeah, I'm happy for you and adorable. Bunny. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Ashley. It's Matt from Italy. And I've just listened to your episode about sharing streaming services passwords and I was kind of amused by the fact that you guys did not even mention that you can actually split the cost of the services, right? But we do it all the time here in Italy and to me it's a lot more fur, obviously. What I do for Netflix is uh, it's four of us. We uh, subscribe to the most expensive one which is four screens, 4K and 12 years a month and one of us, which is not me actually, is actually paying for it with with his credit card. Uh, the other three persons, uh, like me, we give him 15 euros every five months. So we're actually splitting the service and we're all using it. Of course, you know, I share my password with my girlfriend, for example. So it's probably like, you know, from four to eight people using it, not just four. But still, <laughs> it's a lot more fair. But yeah, we do that. I just wanted to let you know And good job with the show. Keep it up. Bye. So, good thing we are called up by the fire in Vox Media HQ, which has fireplaces, just in case you're curious. Um, You should be able to hear it crackling right now. (laughs) We need the warmth and comfort because this is our last episode and we're very sad. I know. Our last episode for season one. Yes, we're coming back. 
Don't worry. Eventually. Mm-hmm. We want to get all our ducks in a row. We want to. We want. We don't want to have a sophomore slump. No, season two is going to be even better. I can guarantee. I can guarantee. I've seen the Google Doc. I've seen it. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a little peek behind the curtain here. (laughs) Okay. Um, Cool. So our good pal, Andrew, who every week pushes us to be our best, has asked us to reflect on what we have learned, which is something you should do at the end of all learning experiences, podcast seasons. Ashley, what did you learn this in the last three months? I love moms. Um, more than like I've learned, I feel like this podcast has just made me hyper aware of certain things. Mm-hmm. So between when we started recording the podcast, which was back in August-ish. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, which is December, HQ Trivia launched. Oh, boy. Here so, it comes. And I don't know. Maybe that's the topic for season two. But especially after doing this podcast is particularly the rewatching Instagram ones where we talked to Nir Eyal where he talked about how app developers get us hooked, as, as mm-hmm. is his term, hooked on apps, not addicted, and how they use certain triggers, like an external trigger, an internal trigger, yada, yada. I noticed HQ relying on these methods. So right now it's a new app. They're using external triggers, a.k.a. push notifications, to get you into the app. And mm-hmm. I think Lizzie Plogic, our colleague who we've mentioned many times on the podcast, wrote a piece where she sort of hit on the internal triggers where you're playing for a lot of money in this trivia app. It's not on iOS. For those of you who don't know, it's an app where you can win money by playing trivia. Mm-hmm. And Lizzie sort of hit on this internal trigger, which is that she feels guilty not playing because yeah. she sees it as an opportunity to make money. I mean, obviously Lizzie's not deranged. She recognizes she's not probably going to win, but it still feels like, okay, if I'm playing for $10,000, I got to play. Like, why wouldn't I play? I have this internal trigger that it feels like I need to satiate. Yeah, I really related to that piece because it does feel like I'm not even super into HQ, but every time I see like the notification an hour later and I'm like, it is like, it's not like it's like this overwhelming feeling of guilt where I'm like, oh my God, I'm a, I'm a failure, but it's kind of like, I could have run my could have won my rent money if I've been paying attention. Right. Yeah, totally. And so that app specifically, which is taking off now because of the podcast, I think I've become a little more savvy and Mm -hmm. I recognize what they're up to. I recognize their tricks Um, and I'm not falling for it, HQ. I'm not falling for it. This is something that I meant to document, but I keep forgetting to do it. And I I wish I'd been better about it because I I would like to write about it. But um I've noticed that no shade on on our on our interview Nick from OK Cupid who was amazing and yeah, very we, informative. Yeah, very much like Nick. Um, I I love I loved hearing from him. OK Cupid seems like a great product, but I gotta say something about Tinder. It's messed up the way they do the push notifications. I have been getting like. So when I was using Tinder regularly, you don't really get that many notifications unless you like get new messages or something. I stopped using it regularly because it's like kind of dating somebody and was like I don't have the energy to date more than one person at the same time and tinder sends me like now sends me like two to three push notifications a day being like somebody super liked you you have new messages you have a new match but the weirdest part is a couple of weeks ago it sent me a message being like your profile has been hidden due to inactivity wait really yeah and I was like okay I've never seen that yeah and it was like it was like log in to and like swipe to like so that it's Wow. It's services like they hide it because they don't want people trying to match with someone who's not really using the app which I get it but it told me that 
But then, like, the next day went back to telling me, like, you have new matches, you have new messages, blah, blah, blah. And I was like... So you didn't log in when it asked you to do no. that? No. Huh. But it, then it just, like... It, I don't know if it was like it, it's it was really, a lie. When you, One become, of them when you become aware of these apps demanding your attention, mm-hmm. it really sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it it just sucks when you see all this because you're like, wait, why am I giving you this attention? I mean, I could just turn notifications off for Tinder. I'm just like a lazy person, but right. and I also once I started seeing it, I was like, oh, I'm gonna pay attention to this. But the push notifications um, are the bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I hope that. All of you listeners have become more aware of these practices like we have. I also do want to point out that, again, in between the time that we started the podcast and now, I do feel like a lot of app developers or like original sort of tech pioneers have kind of come out and said, hey, maybe social media isn't the best. I've read multiple pieces about that since the podcast started, and it just feels like it's reaching a fever pitch and... The podcast is, we're trying to get at that too. And it's cool to see out there. Yeah. Well, a lot of it is just like people admitting that they didn't think about the consequences of like their design choices, which all in many of these cases is because they were designed by teams of all white men when we're talking about the issue being harassment, et cetera, which is like the case with Twitter's problems. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just affects us all psychologically. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's not good to stare at Twitter all day. It's just (laughs) not. And it's also not good to be rated on appearance by an algorithm in Tinder. (laughs) Like that's a a not great feeling. Well, on the brighter side, we did hear like some feedback about some of the episodes that was like pretty cheery. Like lots of people, lots more people than I would have guessed like contacted us to be like, yeah, uh, hello, I'm the I'm the one who's quietly paying for like the multiple user version of Netflix so that like all of my friends can be watching TV. Yeah, those people are so nice. <laughs> You're the true season warriors. Yeah. Holiday season warriors. You're so sweet and that nice. That was great. And we also heard from a lot of people who had yet to discover that they are not the only ones urgently rewatching their Instagram stories yeah. to see if their crush has peeped it. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for you people. Yeah. Um, Overall, it's a good season. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pat myself on the back right now. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Also patting myself on the back because it made me care. I'm not a tech reporter, but it, it made me think a lot more about how, like, even though I don't write about tech, I don't think I'm really the type of person who cares that much about it. Mm-hmm. I have an iPhone SE. I'm happy with it. I never want a different phone for the rest of my life. I don't like it. It's, it's not my area of expertise, but obviously even if you aren't somebody who thinks about gadgets all day, you are someone who uses tech all day. Yeah. And it matters. I mean, tech is absolutely in every single part of our lives now. So there you go. <laughs> Glad to have lived and learned. So yeah, keep an eye out. Caitlin and I will obviously be tweeting per usual. We'll hopefully be able to give you some updates. Yeah, if you really feel like you're missing us, you can go back to the Verge archives and find this embarrassing thing I listened to recently where we talked about saving people's phone numbers. Yeah, this is kind of a, this is an OG throwback podcast because before Caitlin and I had a podcast... And we would always bother Andrew to let us play with podcast mics. Yep. And Andrew placated us. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, please Google. I don't know what it's called. Probably like save phone numbers. Of it's called a one-time only podcast about a highly specific Tinder problem. There you go. Please check it out. It'll get you through these tough times known as winter. Happy holidays. I love you. What we actually hear more about is, unfortunately, death. 
either it's how do I preserve my digital legacy and pass that on to people that I love, or how do I make life easier on my loved ones when I pass on. If a bunch of users are spending a really long time just staring at a butt, that may send a signal that that post should be going to the top of everyone else's feed because guess what? It gets people to spend a lot of time on it and stay inside Instagram. And I don't care if someone, like, they feel like harsh if I didn't, if I don't reply or something. I don't care about this. <laughs> I'm kind of the person who has learned too many times that you shouldn't click on something or you shouldn't, you know, look at someone's profile after you've been hurt because it's just going to hurt more and you're probably going to find something that sucks and that doesn't make you feel good. I know some people install, like, 10 apps and they're like, I don't understand what's wrong. It's like, I don't know either. <laughs> Nurek has a lot of people in it. There are people who fear that we're not going to be able to read handwriting much longer. That, that's an interesting conundrum, I think, as well. By capturing a moment, by holding on to a memory, you are dealing with this discomfort of you're going to die. And all of this is or not because, you know, soon we're all going to pass. You believe you're making these choices of your own free will. But in fact, you're operating in a system that's been created by corporations to extract information out of you that can be used to target advertising. Tender Bumble, OkCupid, okay, we all do recycling. So if you've passed on someone, eventually someone you've already said no to is probably a much better option than someone who's a thousand or 10,000 people down the line, right? Like eventually you run out of all the people who are like, on your same political team and think the same way you do and are active users and are good message senders and now you're just left with all these people who are like your your personal anti-hero or something, you're much better off actually going back through the list of people you, you started with.